Good evening, everyone. My name is Mike Cisneros, and welcome to another exciting edition of Cincy Brewcast. Uh, we'd like to welcome everybody that's listening out there to us uh, on our podcast, and uh, we'd like to welcome, uh, as always, the Gnarly Gnome. Gnarly Gnome, the craft beer blogger extraordinaire. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Thanks. And Christina Cisneros uh, from Brew River uh, Gastro Pub, and also the uh, and, uh, the Oakley uh, Pub and Grill. Young young lady, good evening to you. Ahoy, ahoy. Ahoy, ahoy to you. And uh, we'd like to introduce our guests. We've got three very, very special guests tonight. Uh, and as I said in the promo, we, are, we have sort of gone to the dogs because we have from Brew House Dog Bones, the driving force, the force of nature, uh, Lisa Graham. Lisa, good evening. Hi. Uh, coming to us from the Oak Hills uh, School District, uh, transition special ed teacher and one of the people at Oak Hills that uh, handles the brew house uh, dog bones program over there, uh, Cheryl Hinkle. Cheryl, good evening. Good evening. And finally, uh, what Lisa tells us was the first adopters, I guess, of the brew house program. Uh, from Listerman uh, Triple Digit uh, in Cincinnati, uh, Alan Mullman. Alan, Alan, sorry, good evening. Great to be here. Thank you. Um, we will get to an inter a full interview and find out what the Brew House Dog Bones program is all about. Uh, I have, was fortunate enough and honored to visit the Brew House program over at New Richmond High School this past Wednesday. Met a lot of great folks, met a lot of great students, met some great people that are making it happen over there. And we'll talk about that in just a couple of minutes. But first, as always, we drink. Uh, we're going to go right into the beer fridge tonight uh, with, a, with the first one, which is one of my favorites. And I drank several of those yesterday was the is the Mount Carmel summer wheat they had their um, their anniversary party this weekend yes, and that did. is most definitely how I ended my evening was with a couple of, uh, summer wheats uh, I just and, and I mean I've drank I drank it a number of times so I know what it's all about it's smooth it's tangy it's delicious a little hop character on the uh, on the back end and just a real clean refreshing uh, it was so muggy and hot outside yesterday, and uh, this fine offering from Mount Carmel just cut through uh, the heat and the mugginess and gave that nice, refreshing, that nice, refreshing uh, uh, coldness to the back of your throat that you need on a hot summer's day. Has anybody not tried this before? Is this? I actually have not tried it. I'm, I'm curious, new, curious to know what you think about it. It's been a while. I, I've had it, I think, last summer. Mm -hmm. yeah. It does so, taste light and refreshing. Mm -hmm. I'm getting reacquainted. I like the hoppiness to it. It's a good level of hoppiness for uh, how, for you know, for a summer wheat. Um, I like it. And it's got that. It's got that light body it's, instead of the heavier barley malt. It's, it's got, which it's got, but it's got the wheat flavor as well. And that uh, that makes it less cloying and less less uh, uh, a lot easier to drink than something that you might have uh, uh, in a, in the way of an IPA or, or a amber or something like that. So. It's, it seems to be a style this hoppy wheat that um, is kind of seeing some kind of a I don't know if it's a resurgence or just a, a, a trend or something. Just a growth in popularity that, here, that, you know, that people like. 
Well, I think that's I think that's part of it is just the fact that it's so easy to drink. I, I think people might be a little sick of IPAs too. You know, <laughs> they want something. They've different. Been, uh, the IPAs been king for uh, of, of craft beer for years. So now, Tina, what are you pouring uh, from the growler for us right now? The Howler, as we say, all of these beers were purchased by the way at Jungle Gyms in Eastgate about twenty uh, minutes ago. About twenty <laughs> minutes ago. So um, this is Rheingeist Striker. Um, it is a triple IPA. Which I don't uh, know what the yes. the third I stands for in a triple IPA, but more house. Um, yeah, <laughs> insane, <laughs> exactly. Insanely incredible. imperial, incredibly imperial um, and IPA. I've tasted this before. We actually have it on at Brew River, um, but I haven't. I don't really remember it super well. So this is going to be new for all of us. So do you know what the original gravity is of this? Uh, it's high. I'm not is that why they're calling it triple? I think so. Okay. Yeah, um, I think it's somewhere in the the between eight and ten range. I'm not 100 percent sure. I will look it up. I'm oh, looking yeah. it up right now. Um, Definitely tastes maltier. Yeah, yeah, and it features hops. It's got a lot of hops. Yeah, in it. really bitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if it's a nice bitterness. <laughs> if I, I'm not sure if I like well, this it. This is it, going into pale ale territory mm-hmm. here. Yeah. I've I've you know I've had similar stuff to this. Um, uh, it reminds me a little bit of the uh, Green Flash uh, mm-hmm. IPA. Um, uh, I had a um, the. In fact, we've got it still in the fridge. The last one. It's the um, Flying Dog uh, Snake Dog mm-hmm. IPA. Remind me. Reminds me a lot of this. Is that a wheat but, IPA? No, it's just a regular. I'm, I'm thinking of things the, like a little something something by Lagunitas. Right. It's right. A wheat IPA. Um, ten point seven. Okay. And so they've got it listed at hundred IBUs. I don't know if that's Well you get past hundred you can't taste it. <laughs> that's that's what that's what we've been told. And um, three hundred and twenty one calories for a uh, right. this is definitely a bigger <laughs> beer. Says. Well I, of course, you know, I'm watching. Probably should have ended with this one. <laughs> yeah. We um we had a keg of that on at um my home jungle gyms I'm over in Fairfield and um, I don't think it lasted a week before it was gone. It you know got drank pretty quick over there. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it's yeah. I mean, I, did you did you not like it? I think you made a little disparaging remark. It's, or, I, it's oh. a little bitter. I'm getting used to it though. Um, I'm actually interested in continuing to drink it throughout but as the, it warms and, up. Yeah. See it. how it warms up. Well, I think it's a little warm right now. Well, but I like oh. cold beer, so. Well, it traveled. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> What's the last? It was in the car. What's the last one? The I, last here, I one we to... have going on here, and we are uh, short on flight glasses. Oh, um, here. It's all right. Let's well, you see. can you can double me up with the, with this one here. How's that sound? Yeah. Um, okay, this is the 50 West Highway to Hemp Heaven, and Highway I don't know anything Heaven. about it except that it. Um, is likely brewed with hemp seeds, probably, um, and is a pale ale. So <laughs> it's very pretty in the glass. I'd say color-wise, it's very similar to the uh, Rheingeist entry. Maybe a little bit cloudier. It's cloudier. Yep. Let's see if it's as hoppy. Nope says, may I have some, please? No, no. <laughs> I have his glass right here. Nope didn't bring any beer He's tonight, so. <laughs> there you go. Mm. Not, not as hot. Sorry, the gnome didn't get to go home today. I, I don't know. 
the, the homeless gnome. gnome. <laughs> the homeless gnome. Highway to him heaven. And I selected this one for one because it was one of the only local ones that was on that we didn't have that we haven't had on the show yet. Um, but also because you were talking about wanting to get fifty West Penny's pills and us not oh. not having the foresight it to follow up, through too. on that. This is really Next good. Week. Yeah, I this kind of really falls like in that. between the first two that we had. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Falls right in between the yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah, I like it a lot. I love nice it actually. I'm a big fan. It does give you a, some kind of a different, I guess, the hemp flavor. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. um, you know, it's not it's just that. I just in think your face something hops. Like, something like that that you would think would be as big as the other one, and it's not. It's just it's almost. It's almost like an English mild. It almost yeah. tastes like an English mild to me. You think so? I mean, don't you? Or is it just that I I'm picking my, up American hops is, in is, it, that, yeah. is that just be, because I knocked my teeth out with this other this big... Yeah, honestly, that, that was that was a huge mistake, was pouring that uh, striker before the... Did you lose all the enamel in your teeth? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think it... I, I, I think it tastes like a really good pale ale. I wouldn't call it a... It's a 4.2 ABV, too, so it's oh. kind of... Little mild. Yeah, it's it's right in that that mild. Right, so it's in between the two. Yeah. Right. That's good. I like it. Sure. Yeah, that's that's it's my I favorite like it. of the three. I think it's. Yeah, I agree. Thumbs up. Yep. All right, we love it. Hey, so we'll keep we'll it. keep sipping on. We'll keep drinking show. and we'll keep giving our impression, impressions and 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 telling you uh, what we think throughout the show. So uh, that's from the beer fridge. And now. Uh, Without further ado, uh, we will have a bit of a talk with Lisa, Cheryl, and Alan about uh, brew house dog bones. Now, I guess a lot of people that frequent the craft beer uh, tap rooms and the breweries and so forth uh, have seen the the distinctive uh, brown uh, brown paper bags with the with the red. Uh, Dog bone on it and with with the beautiful logo. Yes, designed by Tommy Long. Yes, yeah. Got to throw that out there. <laughs> so he did. He did put, my logo too. Oh, he did. Put it. Put in a little you know thing for Tommy because yeah. he, he's actually been great to work with and been an amazing supporter. So. So tell us all about it. Uh, you know, you. We, I was out there last Wednesday, and myself along with a few other people including uh let's see uh, adam blau from uh, liquor box and a few other people were out there checking it getting out. this checking it out and getting the story from you and you were telling this wonderful story and i said that's what we want to have on the show on wednesday you know so it, just it, just give us give us an idea first of all of what it's all about why you did it and sure. how it came about Sure. Well, thanks again for having us on here to explain what the program, you know, what the mission is and what we're trying to accomplish. Um, I have a daughter with disabilities. I have three kids. My middle daughter, Natalie, has an unbalanced translocation. So she has some developmental disabilities as a result of that. So she's an awesome young lady and she's 20 years old. And we actually took Natalie to San Diego about a year and a half ago and stopped to have some lunch at the Coronado Brewing Company. And that's actually where I got the inspiration to start the dog treats because we were having lunch and I, when we went to pay, they had a lot of things for sale, you know, um, by the cash register. And one of the things I noticed was they had a large display of dog treats made from their spent grain. 
and having grown up on a farm and with around animals my whole life and even around beer and and um I just had never heard of turning spent grain into dog treats. So, and you were you were looking you were telling the story. You were on Yelp, I guess, or one of the one of the yeah, other websites yeah. looking for a place to have pizza. We were actually because I I I feel like this is my dirty little secret that I'm actually not a huge beer drinker. My and my husband. <laughs> all right, and I, all right, shut the podcast. <laughs> it, it's terrible. I feel like such a hypocrite, but. I, I mean, I, I drink beer, but I'm certainly, you know, I didn't seek it out that day. And my husband and I just were looking like on Like so Yelp. many would in, in, in San Diego. Exactly. I mean, you go to and San Diego the, and there's exactly. Coronado and Stone and, right. and so many others that, that people, you know, it's a destination. So Absolutely. And, and I was aware of all that. I certainly um, was interested in that sort of peripherally. But we were really there just to kind of have fun with Natalie. And we ended up, you know look looking on yelp to see who had the best pizza and it was the coronado brewing company and, and we ended up there and you know saw these dog treats um packaged really s similar to what what i have and i contacted the lady once i was home in cincinnati and her name's jennifer mcfadden and she's she's been very nice to kind of mentor me and and help me get started and give me advice and um so I did a lot of research. I spoke with Jennifer several times. Um, we had a lot of long conversations at night with the time difference. <laughs> and then I also flew to Denver. There was a guy there um, making dog treats from spent grains. And um, he's also been very nice to help and, and met with me and explained how he formed his company and what he did. And the difference is, is you know, the people that I've met with and, and did my research and talked to, they they do this for their jobs for their living and it's obviously for profit so I came back with the idea I thought it was a terrific idea for people with disabilities to have a fun meaningful way to learn job skills and and potentially work opportunities and um, you know I've, I've always wanted to do something kind of creative and fun for you know for that group of people and um, you know, my daughter loves to bake and we love animals and it just seemed like a natural fit. So I started exploring the idea, did the research. I connected with SCORE in Cincinnati. They are a, a business incubator to help people with ideas get started. And I met with them and presented the idea. <laughs> and I have to tell you that they were very skeptical at first. Um, I can't imagine, I mean, <laughs> it, it, you know, Tell us about when you went into the school district the first time and, and said, "Sure, you know, sure. they must have looked. You know, they must have looked at you and went, what? Well, you know, I got really lucky that way, Mike, because um, I was worried about that. I mean, I had the idea. I thought it was really a cool idea that no one was doing here in Cincinnati, and and with the with the local microbrewery culture and popularity, I thought, you know, I really have to get on this because somebody else will do it if I don't, and. I really wanted to create a nonprofit to help people with disabilities. So what I had to do, I met with SCORE to kind of help get some advice on the business end. I got an attorney. And then so the next step was, you know, how is this physically going to work? How am I, you know, how am I going to help a group? Like where, what am I going to do? How am I going to get it set up? And I've had a very good relationship with the New Richmond School District. That's, that's where I live and my kids have gone to school there. And 
I went to the assistant superintendent and said, hey, you know, my daughter Natalie's in the transition program, which is a program to help young adults have job exposure, learn job skills, um, you know, get vocational training in different ways. And I, I had this idea and I was concerned because even though there's no beer or alcohol in the, in the treats, the, the culture and, right. and, the, and the grains obviously come from breweries, and I was concerned about the relationship, you know, um, with, with the school district. And well, I asked John Fry <laughs> about that, and, and I had a little interview with him, and um, maybe we'll go ahead and put that up uh, later uh, when we edit the podcast together. But I said, when you went to the school board, how did that play, that we were going to be getting these grains from these craft craft breweries and right. the whole beer thing and he said well we didn't really talk very much about where we were getting this <laughs> <laughs> we kind of glossed we kind of glossed over that part of it uh, you know and, and and focused just on the you know the what benefit. it was going to benefit of it and sure. what was going to be made and so forth and so on uh, alan uh, what what role did listerman play initially uh, in getting well, the uh, brew house i think it was going? about this time last year lisa came into the store and uh, I waited on her, and uh, she started telling me about this idea she had. And um, the gears started turning my head, and I thought, well, we give grain to farmers all the time. And so, I, you know, right there at that, on that day, I said, let, let me go check with the brewer, Patrick Gilroy. He's so awesome. Went, and I went and talked to Patrick. He said, oh, sure, we got enough, you know, to spare and that type of thing. And I... I told Lisa, I said, well, if we want to do this, you're going to have to clear it with Dan Listerman, the owner. And so I set up a meeting with uh, you and Dan. And I believe it was sometime in one of those meetings with Dan that you got connected with Tommy Long, too. It, it was, Yeah, actually. Dan hooked you up with him, I believe. Yeah. And um, so that was, that was kind of like phase one of this. Okay, and then Cheryl works in Oak Hills, and I told her about it. And uh, I said, you know, I know you're looking for projects, meaningful projects for the students. And, um, and I guess I hooked you and Cheryl up. You did. And, and, we got then, hooked up. And it, <laughs> after that, you know, initial little lighting of the fire, it just took off on its own. And now uh, we've got, you know, deliveries coming into the store. Uh, we're always got a schedule for the grain to go to Oak Hills and uh, Lisa's got other schools on board it's it's yeah. really taking right off it's there. Oak Hills uh, New Richmond Sycamore and Marymount if I'm correct, correct. yeah correct so is, is Princeton coming soon is that, they, is that Prin it? Princeton actually was very interested I met with their transitions um, coordinator and lead teacher and um, because it was late in the school year, we're, we're going to wait until right. the next school year to start. But I, I have had a lot of interest in a lot of, um, from a lot of different agencies, actually. Now I'm getting a lot of interest from beyond the school level. And I'm, I'm going to work with an attorney and figure out another way to have an adult model for right. it. And let me just say this. Alan mentioned it in passing, but he said that Lisa visited Listerman this time last year. So the yeah. program has not even been in existence for a year. Yeah, the first and, time I saw them was at was it Oktoberfest at yeah. Listerman's last right. year. Right, that, that was the debut, I, that, I, from what I under, mm -hmm. understand. It was. Actually, that was our big launch, and um, it was kind of bittersweet for me because my dad had died September 26th, and he was really... <laughs> just a huge supporter in my life and and but we had this this big launch planned for Oktoberfest which was October 10th 
and you know it went really well and I I know I was so excited to to have the support of Listerman because um, I really couldn't have done this without the support of a you know the breweries to get started and then also the school district um, and just getting back to what Mr. Fry you know my my initial meeting with him um, the thing that was to my advantage was that he's a dog lover and his son's a home brewer so <laughs> well you know and, and there's there is something about that too with this the whole the whole beer scene that, yeah. that gets so intertwined so closely with dogs and with beer and like it's it, it really it's does all kind of go and, and doing good for other people and right. yeah. getting yeah. involved yeah. in the community and doing things that that are you know that that, that help the community uh, uh cheryl if you can uh, we talked about the craft brew aspect and sort of how it got started, but you're right there where the rubber meets the road with the young people. <laughs> and what kind of, it just must be incredible to watch because when I went Wednesday to, Mount, to New Richmond, they just were, the, the, the kids were ebullient. They had a sense of purpose. They you could tell that they loved being part of the team, that they loved being involved in the, in, 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 in the whole program. And, and it, just what does that mean when you're trying to put something together for these, for these, for these kids, you know, that, that really need a lot of help, mm -hmm. you know. Well, making the dog biscuits, it sort of supports the whole transition curriculum, and I can break it down subject-wise, you know, just... It reinforces all kinds of math skills, just the counting, the measuring, weighing, um, selling the biscuits, counting money, that sort of thing, keeping track of our inventory, grocery shopping. Um, the students are reading recipes. They're following kitchen safety rules and cleanliness rules. Um, it's really good for a lot of our students because of the fine motor skills involved. Um, we have our occupational therapist joining in on, you know, when we're making the biscuits because she's working with individual students who are pressing the dough into the molds and those sorts of things. Um, the students are following verbal directions. They're listening to a supervisor. They're learning really how to work, how to work with others as part of the team. We have our speech language pathologist joining in, you know. Um, so it's it's become a, a real team effort. It's um, and and it, it it makes these young people employable. It gives them the opportunity to go out, make a living, either on their own or you know as part support. of the as mm -hmm. part of a you know supported support. group or whatever. Sure. But they're actually able to go to and and do more than bag groceries and push carts around sure and you know it also gives them a real life experience so they they're doing hands-on yes. work and like cheryl said they're reading recipes they're they're working with money they're counting and doing things that are, are skill-based that are necessary for employment yeah and that and mike you really touched on on an important point because you know this is one part of their curriculum um, my my idea was to create an in-house business model that they can use from start to finish to learn you know learn things um, they do go out in the community also and do community supported ex job exposure and experiences and and again they they have their community oriented um, 
you know, job experience, and then this is their in-house business model that they can feel ownership over. And I think you really mentioned it that, you know, the kids feel such a sense of pride over this. I know the New Richmond group especially that they're very proud of, of the brew house program and um, feel very uh, much of an ownership over it and want it. You know, they enjoy going to the breweries. They today we were at Bad Tom's. And we saw Jeff Graff, you know, uh -huh. the new brewer. Right, so, right. Um, you know, the the kids participate in every aspect. And, again, uh, the idea is to create a job skill set that can help them find community-supported employment once they leave the programs. Well, let's talk about the product. Why should people give their dogs brew house dog bones <laughs> well i that's a great question and that that actually was one of the most important things to me because i didn't want people to buy the product because they felt sorry for the kids or because they're you know i wanted to have a professionally um, designed you know nicely packaged um, treat that tasted good so and that was healthy and you know, good for good for the world, kind of. So it's an upcycled treat. The again, the spent grains would normally be considered a waste product, appropriate to feed the livestock. Although, um, when I say that, it really discounts the nutritional value of the grain. So it's it's really still a, a very healthy um, component to the mm -hmm. to the recipe. Right. We use natural peanut butter organic eggs and brown rice flour. The brown rice flour is supposed to be less allergenic and more digestible for dogs. So I always laugh about that because I, I really wanted to have a great product uh -huh. for dogs. I right. have I have been a dog lover my whole life. Um, so I'm just as excited about this as anybody. And like craft beer, they're handmade. They're handmade, mm -hmm. absolutely. Every, every I saw the little uh, the handmade. little silicone <laughs> yeah, dog really biscuit form. High quality ingredients. Yeah, yeah. yeah mm -hmm. they are the highest quality ingredients. It would actually cost me much less to 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 use lesser ingredients. Flour, but but I, yeah. I do use the better flours. I use natural peanut butter that's at least ninety percent peanuts. Um, and um, what else? The organic oh, and, eggs and, eggs. and eggs. the spent yeah. grains. And the spent grains are local from all the microbreweries. We have Rivertown participates, Listerman, Mount Carmel, Old Firehouse, Paradise, Bad Tom, and Fibonacci um, soon right. participate once they open. Right, sometime next month. So yeah, excellent, excellent. And then where? Uh, and I'm certain that available in those craft beer tap rooms they they are available in the craft in the tap rooms and in the, store. And, the, and in other locations as well which you can tell us about we do have other other locations we are in the um, earthwise pet supply off montgomery road and harper station um, we're in a couple vet veterinary offices dr katie carullo uh, cincinnati hills animal clinic uh, off montgomery road we're in family animal hospital in batavia uh, New Richmond IGA, Country Fresh Market yes. off Eight Mile. Um, a wonderful place. <laughs> oh, Wait, which place? <laughs> All of them. But Country Fresh for sure. Good so, beer so, yes. so the really exciting thing, and I think it's okay for me to share this, is I just I also just met with them, the Sweet Frog Yogurt people, and they would like to use the brew house dog treats for a topper for their pup cups. Wow, that's great. So that'll be fun. 
And, and then you guys go around to a lot of the festivals, and we do. and and when you go, you take you take the young people with you, and they're that's part of the experience of absolutely of selling it. Absolutely, that's really, you know, again, um, my goal is to get our young adults out in the community again to have the exposure to different situations and and events and interact with people to work on social skills and then math skills with counting money. Um, and if they had their, again, this is kind of like their own business. So when we do community events, it's, it's critical that they be a part of it. So, and I, I do have to give credit. I really want to say thank you to, to the Listerman family, all the people that work there. They've been amazing to us. Um, Mike and Kathleen Dewey at Mount Carmel have, have been amazing. Like really every brewery, Old Firehouse, you know, Jeff Graff at Paradise and Bad Tom, Sean, um, they have all been just terrific to support our program, and we're hoping to get more breweries involved and more school programs and, you know, grow the program as we can because I, I definitely am getting a lot of interest from the community and in lots of ways. And, and again, my goal is just to create a platform that will somehow help, help our um, adults with disabilities um, in the community have fun, meaningful job opportunities, vocational training, and... I'm constantly pestering Dogberry about it because it seems oh, so silly oh, to me that good. they haven't started <laughs> on to so it. So good. I'm going to do it again publicly on the podcast oh. that they need to be giving you their grades. Well, that, that is terrific. Are they, are they in Westchester? They West are. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's funny you mention that if you're listening. because <laughs> They better be. <laughs> because um, I actually have, have some people whose students um, attend, some friends of mine have, have kids in the Westchester School District right. that have disabilities, and they... They are really um, bothering me a lot to get this in, in the, the schools there. And I thought Dogberry is, is a natural, right. you know, supporter there. And really, just to get to that point, my goal is to create situations where breweries kind of support a local program for young adults with disabilities. And, you know. And when I look at some of these, you know, Dogberry and Old Firehouse, how central they are to their communities, they've become such a part of what the community right. is doing. So it, it, to me, it only makes sense. It just, you know, the, the whole puzzle kind of fits together, it, everybody helping each other. And it, it's just. It does. And that's my goal is to create a really, you know, local alliance. Um, and, and with Old Firehouse, they've been great out there. We're actually trying to get the Williamsburg, they have a program called the For Real program and hoping to get them started in the fall. They didn't have the right kitchen um, set up, so we're gonna work on those things and see if we can get them on board and, and connect with Old Firehouse. But right now our new Richmond crew makes treats for, for old, old Firehouse, so at least it's Claremont County in Claremont County. <laughs> That's right. So. So what, what can our listeners out there that are interested in, in, in helping out, you know, how, how can they get involved? How can people get you know, be a part sure. of be part of it. Whether they want to sell them, whether they want to provide the grain, whether they want to, you know, whether they want to be a part of maybe con contributing some money or something like that. Well, money's always good, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's an important point. Um, I I want to make clear that there is no cost whatsoever for any school program to participate. I never wanted cost to be a factor and the participation so there's no cost for the school to participate the ingredients and supplies are provided free of charge um, it's a 501c3 nonprofit so every penny goes back into our program to support um, 
the programs that exist and to continue to grow and be able to offer that for, for other um, school transition programs. So, and if, if people want to help, um, I absolutely am always looking for community partners for breweries to get involved. And I'm also in contact with several school districts, but if, if you're out there listening and you're, you know, have a, a connection to a transition program or special ed program in your district, um, you can Facebook message me. The phone number's listed on our Facebook. There's a website. Um, www.brewhouse, B-R-E-W-H-A-U-S, yes. German, German <laughs> spelling, yeah. uh, dogbones.com. Correct. Which is a great site. There's all kinds of great stuff on there about the program and about the ingredients for the for the for the, for the biscuits and how, and how they're made and so forth and so on like that. Uh, and and of course all the link the links sure. to you and, and and so forth and so on. Yeah. Uh, uh, I have I have a <laughs> surprise for you, sort of. When we were out there, when I was out there Wednesday, uh, it was. Uh, uh, again, Adam Blau uh, from the Liquor Box Liquor Store. Yeah. His family has a foundation, and they contributed money to you. They have, and 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 oh, for wow. various uh, what for equipment and things like that. And, they did. They they have been very nice to to make a contribution that we used. And just initially, when you said you were at New Richmond High School, the program initially was housed that? housed at the high school. Yeah, but okay. they've been very happy with how the brew house has has helped the students, and we've actually created a, a separate brew house kitchen, and some of the. The grant money that Adam and Hillary provided has, has helped supply that. So, and let me just mention this: that the that the liquor store that is owned by by the Blau family is in Independence, <laughs> Kentucky. So they, right now, you're only serving Ohio schools, school districts. I am, and so that just tells you the kind of program that 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 lisa's got going here uh is that someone from another state would want to come and contribute some money to your program it's yeah. such a worthy it's such a worthy cause they have so. been terrific and and just to speak to that i'm actually i'm i'm actively trying to find a, a northern kentucky program to partner with the northern kentucky brewery and i'm i've spoken with several breweries in northern kentucky um, so if you're out there, anyone, let me know. I, I've made some phone calls, and I would love to have Northern Kentucky involved. I'm actually from Louisville originally, so I'd love to have some, you know, program in Kentucky on board with Brew House. Well, I don't have any money for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know you got any money for her. No has you no money. money. <laughs> I wish. We don't have any money for you. But I put something together, and uh, we're going to run this uh, as part of uh, every brewcast from now on, as as far as the eye can see. Uh, I'm going to stop our recording and play this for you. Hopefully, you like it. If I need to change it, or there's something <laughs> wrong in it, or there's something that you're not particularly happy with, just let me know, and I'll change it. But we want to do this for Brewhouse Dog Bones because. Uh, as we've mentioned, it's a very, very worthy cause and an excellent program oh, for young people you. in our community. So I'm go we're going to stop our recording here for a moment and listen to, uh, and, and in this spot here, add promo here. So we made a promo for <laughs> Brewhouse Dog Bones. I did it earlier this afternoon. Hopefully everybody oh likes gosh. it. Here it is. 
Hi everybody, Mike Cisneros here, and as a craft beer lover, you want the same thing I do. The finest in handmade lagers, ales, and stouts. But do you take the time to think about whether the same care and attention has been given to the treats you feed your dog? Well, I'm here to tell you about Brewhouse Dog Bones, made from the same wholesome malted barley that you'll find in the delicious beers from many of Cincy's finest craft breweries. Brewhouse Dog Bones are handmade in small batches using just three additional natural ingredients, peanut butter, organic eggs, and brown rice flour. So you know your best friend is enjoying almost the same great craft experience that you do. And Brewhouse Dog Bones are not only good for your dog, they're good for our community because they offer real-world training and a work co-op experience for developmentally disabled young adults ages 14 to 22 through the New Richmond, Sycamore, Marymount, and Oak Hills school districts. Brewhouse Dog Bones are available in the distinctive brown paper sacks with a red dog bone and some of Cincy's finest craft tap rooms, including Mount Carmel Brewing Company, Listerman Triple Digit Brewing in Cincinnati, and Old Firehouse Brewing in Williamsburg and great pet stores like Newtown Feed and Supply and Earthwise Pet Supply in Montgomery. For more information about Brewhouse Dog Bones, to carry Brewhouse in your taproom or pet store, or to find out how your school district can participate in the Brewhouse Dog Bones program, just contact Lisa Graham by visiting www.brewhousedogbones.com. Give your dog the craft experience with Brewhouse Dog Bones. You like it too. Oh so, so hopefully oh ev- everybody liked that, and that's that was well put together. My little gift to you guys, our little gift to you here at Cincy Brewcast, that and hopefully so cool. if one person makes a phone call and says I heard it on Cincy Brewcast, uh, that'll that'll be worth all, worth the time and effort uh, that we that I took to put it together. So uh, now you have another thing rolling around in that. I sort do. of genius head of yours, <laughs> uh, he, uh, no, maybe a mad genius right. because I keep hearing from everybody that's involved that that you you keep saying, well, thank you to these people and thank you, thank you, thank you, but they say thank you to you, and I want <laughs> you to know that that everybody I spoke to the other day mentioned that it could it wouldn't ha- it wouldn't happen without it wouldn't have happened without you. But you have another. I, I don't mean to do that. I, I don't mean to make. It, <laughs> there's no crying on the broadcast. <laughs> So, so, but you have you have another idea that blew me as I was walking out the door, that blew me away. And just give us a, give us what your thought thoughts are on okay, that. Okay, okay, I'll share my idea, but please nobody steal it. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things I really want to do is, and and just my inspiration. I really appreciate people saying things to me, but my inspiration is really my daughter because I've seen her right. go through so many things, and I I want so many good things for her future and. And so she's really my inspiration and, and all the other great people that I've met in this program and just the other kids I know that have that are living every day with, with a disability of some kind. But my idea is because I have met so many great kids, um, I think, gosh, you know, when I'm at these events and I see the food trucks, my fantasy item and, and the thing that I really like, I'm going to have to write to Oprah or Ellen for is <laughs> I, I really want these kids to have the first food truck for dogs. So I want, I want to have a um, brew house brew bus where they can, <laughs> I, they, I already have the name for it. So um, where they can, you know, drive around to different events and, and have dog treats for sale because after all, you know, when you're at the events and, you know, we can't be at every event and set up our tent, but if we had a, a mobile van or some sort of um, vehicle, we do have students with disabilities who can drive and um, who are 
who are functioning at a level that could manage that. And so my fantasy item would be a food truck for dogs called the Cincinnati Brew House Brew Bus. And then you would have the, the brew house dog bones and then some Absolutely. other items that you would make on the on the we, bus, yes. on the brew bus, yes. that would that would be for sale to dogs that are at festivals who are for little treats oh, for them to, to have. Order, made, made to order, order. so <laughs> okay. yeah. So of course we would have our brew house dog treats, but you know we we might have other items for sale. We Doggy might do the ice pup cream. Cups. Yes, ice yes. Cream. <laughs> see, I'm not. Well, see, I, you already have the uh, the I have yogurt the connection kind, with the sweet in, frog so. yogurt with mm-hmm. the pup cups. So absolutely. So that would be a really fun thing to do. Um, for for the brew house community and and all the people that we know in the program and even even as an adult model you know to to be able to provide that as an option to have a you know a, a brew bus going around to different events to the dog parks you know mm-hmm. to dog events <laughs> and definitely the brewing community events they've been terrifically supportive and and again you you talked about dogs beer and helping people with disabilities it's it's definitely a win-win and um you know i appreciate all the community support so once again www.brewhousedogbones.com uh visit the site <laughs> contact lisa uh let, let's get her that uh brew bus <laughs> and or at least just you know get get it in more of the school districts around the city, get it in Kentucky, get it in, uh, get it in Northern Kentucky, get it in Southeastern Indiana. It, it's, I've seen it work. Everybody that, you know, the, the folks that you brought, Cheryl and, and, uh, and, uh, Alan both have, have seen it work, have seen what it does for young people, uh, with developmental disabilities. Uh, and it's just, a. It, it, I was, I was, I was blown away. Oh, I mean, I good. was really, it was, it was really cool to see, uh, the, the kitchen you had over there and how much just again just how much those young people you know were were and it's something I said to Mr. Fry too I said you know in in our lifetime you know I'm 53 and in, in my lifetime the people like people with dif- developmental disabilities sure. would be sent somewhere and they would go away and you would never see them again and and it, it is so wonderful to see people being given worth, offered work, Absolutely. given training, uh, you know, something they can do, something they can understand, and something that they really loved. I mean, they really all looked like they really loved it. They do, and, and it has been fun to see, and it was especially fun the day you were there. I could feel the energy in the room, and just to see you interview some of the, the participants and how they responded, because... You know, in the past, some of those students you interviewed have had had a lot of difficulty with that kind of interaction, and and to see them rise to the challenge, they they did a great job. They were, they so, were all they were all wanted to stand around and, and, and talk and and, <laughs> and tell us tell us all tell me all about you and all about the program and 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 what it meant to them and what it did for them. And again, we can post some of that. I'll, I'll post some of those interviews on uh, uh, cincybrewcast.com. Uh, because it's really cool to, to listen to those young folks. Sure. And and my goal, you know, you talked about it's true, you know, even when I grew up, I'm 49, and, you know, there were very few people that I was around with disabilities. And then when I had my own daughter and my, my life changed dramatically, actually, and, you know, it's really opened opened a whole world to me, you know, to, to see a different side of things. And and it's, it's definitely my goal to, to have... 
have another opportunity, a fun opportunity that has meaning and significance in the community that mirrors what's happening in our community. Because definitely brewing is, is Cincinnati right now, and, and hopefully it'll, it'll stay that way. Um, and again, I could not do this without the support of the microbrewery community, um, the people who work there, the people who drink their beers. You know, it, it's, it's definitely the school districts that participate um, but my goal is to get the kids out, you know, for people to see our kids, to see how well they can do with the right training and education and the support. And, you know, at some point if there are jobs available or, again, my goal is to create relationships that will ultimately help benefit our kids. So. Well, and I, I've said to both Tina and Noam on the, on the show before and in production meetings and things like that, that. I wanted to get not just, you can talk about beer and you can drink beer and you can talk about the breweries, but there's there are other things that are happening around the craft brewing industry, whether you want to talk about products or services or, or, or programs like this, which may be as unique as anything there is in the, I can't imagine, I don't know, I'm, I, I haven't heard or seen anything on the internet where there is any program like this that's going on around the country so what we've got here is unique people in this town really need to embrace it and get involved in it and get and 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 and, and become you know stewards of, of 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 things like this and that's what we want to have on cincy brewcast is not just the beers and the breweries and that but the community involvement and programs like this and hopefully other things that that come up over the years uh, yeah. that are connected with craft brewing but not necessarily all about the beer or all about the you know the breweries themselves or the personalities or the sure. people or anything like that so well definitely for for um brew house you know the fact that the, the cincinnati microbrewery movement is so popular and well established and and I, I sort of envision this as a, a micro industry or a micro, you know, business opportunity from what's happened, you know, on a macro level. And and I, I know other people have branched out and done different things with the brewery tours and things like that. But um, for me, you know, this seemed like a, a good thing to do and, and a natural outcropping of, of uh, you know, disposal of the the spent grain and and again the grain is really it's 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 great i had an animal nutritionist help me with the uh the recipe and verifying the you know the nutritional you've got value. it all you've got it all you well got i, it all I know covered, lisa you? that you you are very specific about what grain we give you yeah, yeah we, you don't just take any grain yeah, we don't just take any grain. <laughs> we, you know, you don't take the wheat, you no, know, and things like that. It has there, to be one hundred percent barley. There's no corn, yeah. wheat, or soy. And again, the, the, that's what's important to pet owners. I did a survey before I started, and I also looked at a lot of other products. And again, I, I, um, the lady in California, Jennifer, and I spoke with the guy in Denver, and and in and in a lot of the the big microbrewery cities like Austin, Texas, San Diego, um, Denver. Seattle, Portland, um, and there's a place in Michigan. So it's not those places do have businesses that have that have cropped up from um, the spent grains. But I am certainly not aware. And if if anyone's out there to correct me, please do so. But I'm not aware of any program in the United States that has a nonprofit dog treat company using spent grains as the the main source of their product. So 
And again, we are nonprofit. Everything's a 501c3, and donations are tax deductible. <laughs> <laughs> so, so again, www.brewhousedogbones.com. Lisa, Cheryl, Alan, thank you very much. It's been great to talk to you about about this tonight. And we're going to move on. Uh, we've got about another 15 minutes left. We're going to move on with our with our program. Uh, but you're certainly welcome to comment. Are you going to stay here and drink a few few more beers with us? Uh, but we've got a uh, we we put together a new segment uh, last week. Uh, it's called Asked and Answered. Insert catchy, cool little audio clip here. That's uh, for <laughs> da, 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 da. Um, and the uh, question that we asked last week was: If you went into a drinking establishment and put your twenty dollars on the bar, which is kind of an old school. I'm ready to drink a few mm -hmm. drinks uh, <laughs> signal. Uh, what are you ordering? And uh, we got um, a few responses uh, from uh, some of our friends, uh, once again, at Cincy Brewcast on Twitter and on Instagram uh, with Cincy Brewcast uh, fan page on uh, on Facebook. Uh, what else we got? www.cincybrewcast.com. You can leave us a you can leave us a message there, um, and uh, we got a few uh, answers. And uh, at uh, Dingo's Ate My at Dingo's Ate My said that he would go uh, and he would take his twenty and put it on the bar at either Mount Carmel Brewing or at Blank Slate Brewing and get a pint and a T-shirt. So that was one of the things he said. Hashtag value. Hashtag hashtag value. Um, did, did we? Did you have another one there? Yeah, from um, at JMI Heart Beer said, if I drop twenty on the bar, I'm buying shots for the crew. Or if a growler bar and on my own, a sixty-four ounce Philip. My my answer I, when I was thinking of it, I thought a little differently. I'm thinking if I go to a bar and I'm gonna. It, my my mind immediately went to all right. I'm somewhere else. I'm not somewhere that I'm familiar with. I'm just at some random place and just, just local. I'm drinking local, and that's my favorite thing. When you go out of town, you walk into some bar or even a restaurant or whatever it may be, and you walk up to that bar and you put your money down and say, "What do you have that's local?" And that that is the most fun thing in the world to me to try something new and something that's fresh and something that's you might not ever be able to try again because you may never be there again. So it's. I'm drinking local, and that's that's the, my answer. The last time that I went into a bar and put my twenty on the bar, so to speak, I ordered a. And this is in a bar where maybe just about three, four years ago, you couldn't get a craft beer. And the last, the last, the last time I went in and put my twenty on the bar, I ordered a Knob Creek on the rocks and a Mount Carmel IPA. So that's what I, and that was, that was what I, that was. That's a good combo. So, yeah. So, you know, yeah. Uh, it, it, Can it, I? Yeah, go, yeah, please. Okay. Go ahead, Alex. I got 20. I'm, I'm going to go right to Listerman's, and I'm going to get a serpentine wheat, which is a nice summer kind of a spring uh, wheat beer, and it has uh, mandarino hops in it. Are you uh -huh. familiar with those? It has a mandarin mm -hmm. orange kind of scent to it. And then I'm going to get an order of, Wasabi wings from the Renegade Wings food truck. It's a dynamite. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and then washed down really well with that Very sort of well. real light yes. wheat. Mm -hmm. to it, ladies? You know, I would probably go in, put my 20 down, and because I can never make up my mind, I would have to get the <laughs> biggest sampler that I could get. So, $20 for the flight glasses, $20 for the flights. Yeah. Excellent. And Excellent. a bag of brew house dog bones. Yes. Yes, yes. 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 absolutely. <laughs> 
Tina, what do you got? You got anything? Uh, I, I'm a creature of habit, so when I find something I like, I stick to it. So whatever it is that I see there that I like, I'll order four of them. And finally, at Training Nan, who we're all real good friends with, says, Depends. If they have a good jefe on tap. Lately, I've been into some of the fancier cocktails. So uh, maybe having a, having a uh, fancy Manhattan or a uh, or Old Fashioned or something like that. So at Training Nan uh, says that. And uh, finally, at Ange Sis says, Either a vodka, soda, or a at... Rolling Rock. (laughs) I didn't think we were going to read that one on the air. Well, she just graduated from college, so she's got a lot to learn about. Anyway, you can... uh, Do we have one lined up for next week, or do we have to wait until tomorrow and we'll, uh, we'll line tweet line. it we'll, out. Yeah, we'll tweet it out tomorrow. All right, all right. so you keep an eye answer. on uh, cincybrewcast.com, uh, on uh, Cincy Brewcast Facebook fan page, at Cincy Brewcast uh, on Twitter, and we will post the next asked and answered question tomorrow. Um, let's see, do we have anything else? We, I thought we were going to have one other uh Oh well, we we did the ten questions last week, which is where we we all got we separately recorded. We picked ten questions and we separately recorded our answers to those ten questions. So anything from that, you guys that interested you or that you were, I was I <laughs> I loved I loved that you said Stroh's man. I just was. I mean, oh man, he's, he's not old enough. Fire to brewed, yeah. Fire brewed with Detroit city water. I mean, yeah. you just cannot. That was just. And that was a big part from, you know, from the time I was years old until, you know, they changed it back like in the mid 80s or whatever. Um, but uh, I love the fact that you said Stroh's. I love the fact that you said, what else? And, and then you said something. Gosh, it escapes me. What did That's I say? It. I about, can't remember. About uh, what? I think uh, her beer celebrities were us, which I appreciate. Well, yeah. It, oh, it was. <laughs> we... we, we we appreciated that. Thank you very much. We know you couldn't has, think of any has, other has, ones. Has your, well, I mean, I didn't want to say anything like cliche, like Sam Calgione or, you know. <laughs> I uh, said the brew dogs, if for no other reason. If for no right, other any reason. Any of the guys that are on TV. If for no other reason than just l- you know listen to their Scottish bros. You know who I was honestly thinking of was uh, uh, Luke, the head brewmaster from Great Lakes. We've talked to him a little bit before. Uh, yeah, he's, we've, we've he's met Luke. Pretty he's cool, a pretty cool, pretty cool guy. guy yeah, so. um, but yeah, no, that was I, I got a little stuck there. So, and then Gnome said Jim Cook attached to your name from Sam Adams, and that would be great. I think you'd be, be a fun to person to drink with. Fun, fun yeah. person to drink with. <laughs> okay. Well, once again, that's asked and answered, and keep an eye on all of our social media outlets for next week's question. I had a couple rolling around in my head, uh, but uh, but we'll just go ahead and tweet that out. And uh, then we'll feature that again on the next Asked and Answered. And now we have a little bit of news and probably a lot of bit of news. If you want to talk about you wrote the, you wrote the story last uh, Thursday on uh, the gnarly about uh, bad Tom Smith and everything that's going on between them and some new ownership and some uh, and then some uh, synergy with Paradise Brewing. So if you would like to make a couple of comments on that, Gnome, I would be more than interested. I love Bad Tom Smith, and I know that that gets you a little bit of shit around town. But I, <laughs> I, I love this bad, is the internet. So. I love Bad Tom Smith, and I love what they have the potential of doing. 
um, they they got bought out recently, and I know that um, there's a lot of people that are saying it is too little, too late. But I think when you bring in Jeff from Paradise, who you know, I like what he does there. I think he's brewing some great beers. Um, I think that they have the potential to actually turn this around and 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 create. It's 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 almost a new brewery. You know, it's yes, they're using the same branding and the same name, but it's. Just the whole approach that they're going with this is, is something completely different than they've done before. And they're, they're talking about a new brew system and a new location next year. And it's exciting. You know, everybody likes a new brewery. And that's, to me, that's what it is. It's, well, a, it's, it's a new place. People need to know that this is happening. Right. I think the best way for them to have success under sort of their, their little uh, shakeup is for people to know they're changing things. This is not going to be what you're used to from Bad Tom. Um, and just kind of having that knowledge that that's what's going to be going on will, I think, really build up some hype for it. Because at times they were guilty of, for you know, to to put it kindly, rather uneven effort. Some stuff was good, some stuff was not. Some right. stuff was good sometimes, and other times not. Which is probably the worst thing that can happen is 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 inconsistency. inconsistency. And they made a really big point of saying that part of what they're doing is taking off, you know, some of that stress off of uh, off of Sean's soul, soul, his shoulders, and kind <laughs> of what? helping him do what he's able to do, and bringing in other people that can do those other things that that maybe he doesn't need to be doing, you know. And they've got a great team that they're building around. Some that they've announced, some that they haven't. I mean, there is there is a hell of a team there at Bad Tom that is going to set them up to to only do good things if if it fails it deserves to fail and i don't think it's going to i really really think that they are going to be in for the long haul they're one of the older breweries in the city i mean they started in like but 2000 which they started as uh, with different different na- uh, different right. name the double double well, barrel double was, barrel bad tom <laughs> yeah, bad tom they've kind of shifted a little bit but uh-huh. <laughs> i had a russian imperial stout from them one time that was that was incredible uh and some people that I w- that I was with had been to the brewery and didn't think it was good at all. Right. So, but the bartender who knew his stuff said, "No, you got to try this. This is really, really good." And it was knockout type. Like, I thought it was every bit as good as Axis Monday, and I think Axis Monday is probably the best Russian Imperial Stout. It's certainly the best Cincinnati Russian Imperial Stout. And this beer stacked right up with it. So they had the potential to do a lot of really great things there. And I think that carries us into the next news. Axis Mundi and Bottles. (laughs) 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 The 28th at noon is the release date. Um, The caps arrived today. $11.99 a bottle. Comes out to like $12.50 after tax. No limit. So... And it's it's the first bottled beer from Mad Tree, who was the first craft beer canned mm-hmm. craft beer mm-hmm. in Ohio, and it's taken them this long now to produce their first bomber. And it's it's going to go quick. It, it it's you know everybody's been chomping at the bit since they kind of did that April Fool's joke a couple years ago with the cans. <laughs> um, people are dying to get it in their in their fridge at home. And what about still? What about identity crisis? 
Still no news on identity <laughs> crisis. I, I'm telling you, that's going to be just they're going to keep that for themselves. And they're going to, I think they're going to keep that for themselves in the in the tap room and just say, if you want to drink this, you got to come here. They'll they'll put it in it. bottles. You think so? I think they'll put it in bottles. It'll be a limited release, kind of like Access Monday. And then you were digging for some information over there at Mad Tree too about the next high. In the high series, <laughs> right. and what was did you did you get nothing, anything out of them or nothing else new? The, the... Now um, tonight on your oh go ahead. Oh well, it has nothing to do with the high. I was just gonna say, um, Soul Drifter release was this past week. No, and I already burnt through all mine. It's <laughs> we've got some sitting in the fridge right now. You got it, it's, you've got some in the freezer of the beer. I fridge. removed I it. it I removed it, so it didn't explode. Okay. Um, it they added a little bit more. Uh, strawberry puree to it this year so that last year it kind of you just got a very subtle hint of tartness not even really much strawberry flavor this year you can tell it's strawberry but it's not overwhelming the way that you know other kind of you know if you've had the abita strawberry lager or even the christian moorline um strawberry, strawberry pig. pig i got a can of that yeah we've got a can of it um i've had a couple in the past um, a couple of weeks. Maybe that's we'll very, do a side very, by side next week. Yeah, that's very, very strawberry. Um, and so it's not as strawberry. It's not. It doesn't contain the extract that I think the other other ones contain. Um, it's all puree. So um, so still subtle flavor, but it's definitely more noticeable than it was last year. And then you were supposed to go to Rivertown tonight because you said something to me about about River a brunch at Rivertown. They're gonna start doing brunch and they oh. had some food wow, truck cool. issues tonight. But that's awesome. Um Sunday the thirty first is the first day that they're gonna do it, the first morning with um the wake and bake food truck. I don't know a whole lot of details because, like I, I did said, see them on uh, on WLWT the other day, just talking about their business and what they were going to be doing along with you know along with some other food truck people that they were had did a story about. Uh, but yes, uh, they they, um, they the one they, thing that I thought was really interesting is they mentioned um, craft beer cocktails, which I think is always fun to kind of change things up a little bit. You're used to the same beers and. You know, I don't know if it's just Bloody Marys or if there's other stuff that they're kind of throwing in there. Hopefully, that's they'll do a uh, gonna combine their beer. Brew Mosa, like we do at Brew River, which is um, a lighter beer with orange juice. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, but with, a, I'm but such a I'm such a purist. I mean, with, I really, even with you what Rivertown does. Beers, what? With what Rivertown does with some of those sour beers and stuff, though, that's like true. there's a whole lot of potential there to combine it with something else, even if it's just orange juice. You that's know, true. like mm-hmm. it's. Uh, it's opening a whole new door to, to beer, and you know I'm kind of the same way. I feel like if it doesn't come out of the tap, it doesn't belong in my glass. But yes, you 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 rode her down. You got me on cider. You know I've cider. got some I've got when some cider the, in the fridge. I might just the craft bring that draft. bad boy out to make you mad. Well, think about Rattlers. <laughs> And uh, right. yes, exactly. Yes. That's kind of what they are, and that's a big trend with with, with mm-hmm. people that are that are something that's getting them away from the basic beer in a glass, yeah, yeah. basic mm-hmm. beer in a glass, mm-hmm. and a little bit more, uh, a little bit more adventurous. Uh, even we talked about uh, Urban Artifact. We had a big show with them a couple of weeks ago, and uh, went and did their uh, their fin. With a uh, hop I still syrup. haven't tried the syrup. So, so and it was <laughs> another pretty, thing that no it was pretty amazing. It made it real tangy and a little bit sweeter, and it and it was really an interesting experience. So I've got to try had, that one. Yeah, if you yeah. happen to go over there and, and 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 sit down, have have a 
glass of the fin with. I know the, Josh uh, Elliott. I've yeah. got to go over there and visit him. Yeah, yeah. have a yeah. glass of the fin with the hop syrup in it. You'll, you you won't you won't be disappointed. So um, regarding brunch at Rivertown, is it only on Sundays? Is it going to be Saturdays and Sundays? Only on Sundays, How as long far as I know. Does it? Will it go? Do we know? No. Okay. And that's sort of details. a visit to the food truck, truck, and then back inside uh, imagine, to the table yeah. in, the, in their in their uh, brew pub. So. Yeah. All right. Very much. Very good. Um, some interesting stuff. Anything else that we should know about or be? There's there's a couple little quick things. Um, Obviously, tonight we got to talk Listerman Triple Digit, S'more What, finally released in bottles at uh, 8 Ball tonight, and then tomorrow, I think, in the tap room. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't gotten to try it, but um, we should have oh, been, sh- oh we gosh, been down there. What time do you guys open on Tuesdays? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're open at 10. 10? Yeah, that's tap the, room open at that 10 is the on great Tuesdays. thing yes. about Listerman. You can drink at 10 in the morning at their tap room. <laughs> be there, I'll bring Come bagels. Down. Well, they're yeah. right by Come the on, college right. campus. It's so. <laughs> important. You know, we need, we need to do a Listerman uh, podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. For I'll sure. get the guys here. We'll, yeah. We'll bring in some beer. and uh, We we'll also can go on location. Oh, that's oh, true. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We've, we did one on location show at Dogberry, and I think it went really good. And be sure the wing truck is there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, off the air, when we get done here, or off the podcast, or whatever you want to call it, we'll we'll talk about it. And we'll Thanks. set it up. That, that would yeah, be terrific. Yeah, let's do it. Um, and then um, another quick news story. This just popped up right as I was kind of getting here. Um, Blank slate. Their very first sour beer evidently what? is almost ready, and he said that. This week there will be news on when it's going to be tapped. So, what's it? What's it called? Do we know? No, he I mean, he had a couple weird hashtags. I don't. Know. We were there. <laughs> we were there Friday, and they had, you can see he's got a chalkboard up, and you can see every everything that he's kind of planning. So there was one of it's called Mother's. There you go. That's it. What's it? Mother's was, uh, mother something or other. Um, uh, let me check Twitter well, real I'm, quick. I'm on it. Keep making noise. I can't believe it. I can't believe that I can't remember it because it really struck me as funny. Mother. It's sort of a little blue too, mother. Mo- not mother. It's not mother scratch. It's not mother scratch. Mother lover. That's what. It, that's what it said on the chalkboard. Mother lover. Yep. Which Hashtag is, mother lover. There yeah. it is. So. Sour only. Awesome. There you that's go. Exciting. That sounds good. I'm definitely a sour fan. Are you? Yeah, I like the Rivertown sours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, an urban artifact is really fun because all they do is sour and wild. It's Sorry, right down, right down your tart, alley, you go tart and, and wild. That and, hop and, and syrup sh- is is put in there to kind of counterbalance the, the bitterness of it, oh, or the sourness, I should say. Yeah, because I tend not to like the hop. And do they have raspberry? But it made it more tangy. Did it? Yeah, yeah. Oh. it made it really more, tart, like sweet yeah, tart yes, kind of thing yes, going yes. on. Yeah, which which is sweet what I thought really. Beer? Yeah, it sounds like fun. And he did have. He did have raspberry syrup as well, so and that would be uh, traditional in a Berliner Weiss. Right. And look, have you talked to those guys yet about getting their spent grain? And I haven't, but they're on my list. So if you're listening tonight, Brett Coleman Baker is a is a wonderful young man. You'll love him. He's 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 really was really generous to us you know he didn't know us from adam and we came saying oh we want to do an interview with you and we want you to be on cincy brewcast what's that well okay come on <laughs> over and was real nice to us and gave us preview growlers to preview on the show that we did all urban artifact and, and so preview beer and preview beer yes preview growlers Job preview beer uh, somebody's so, gonna do it so, yeah 
So uh, that's what I'm thinking tonight. Like this is pretty amazing to sit here and get some beer samples and talk mm-hmm. about my brew house and it's fun. Well, it's been fun, and uh, I think we're we're about a we're about an hour and five minutes in. So unfortunately, I think we should wrap it up. Uh, once again, uh, the gnarly gnome. www.gnarlygnome.com. Tina Cisneros. Brew River Gastro Pub, uh, Oakley Pub and Grill, Tuesday nights, Brew River every other night. I'd like to thank Lisa Graham from Brew House Dogbone, Cheryl Hinkle from the Transition Special Ed Program at Oak Hills uh, School District, and Alan Molman from Listerman Triple Digit Brewing. And uh, we'll definitely have a talk after we get done here and uh, set something up with you guys. So uh, for everybody that I've discussed, for the gnome and for Tina Cisneros, uh, my name is Mike Cisneros. Thanks for listening to Cincy Brewcast, giving Cincy Craft a voice. <laughs>